everything started with your fingerprint. Then they came for your face and now they want your eyes. What is Apple, Google, Meta and all of the other big tech companies doing with all of your biometric information that defines who you are? Why are they so obsessed in harvesting all of this biometric data? For safety concerns, for privacy concerns or for pure profit? Are they creating clones of us We using AI? Are they training their models with AI using our biometric information? Are they buying your genetic information from 23andMe? Are they harvesting all of this data just to sell us more ads? Is there a deeper story to all of this? Hello, everyone, and welcome to another thought-provoking episode of the Through Conversations podcast, where we explore the truth through conversations with the most brilliant minds. Today, I'm doing a solo episode where I'm diving deep into the world of biometric technology and its implications on our privacy and security. We'll be discussing the latest developments from Apple and other tech giants and what it means to our privacy and the data they are harvesting from us. Biometric technology has come a long way since the days of fingerprint scanners on our phones. With the introduction of Face ID and now with the release of Apple Vision Pro with its upcoming eye scanning technology, It's clear that the future of personal identification is rapidly evolving. But what are the motivations behind these advancements? And what are the implications to our society? One of the key concerns is the potential for big tech companies like Apple, Meta, and Google to use this data for targeted advertising or even to create digital clones of their users. While we won't see a digital clone anytime soon and may seem a bit far-fetched, not that much, the fact remains that the data collected through biometric technology is incredibly personal and sensitive. One of the most fascinating topics for me is the potential use of biometric data for good and for worse. Apple released its newest product, the Apple Vision Pro, and everyone, including me, was so excited about it, saying how revolutionary it is for consumers and from productivity being able to watch a movie as if you were in a mountain, or even working on your presentation at a cafe and shutting down the entire outer world. But for me, the first thing that came into mind is how much data our eyes give to Apple. Just to shed a light on the power of our eyes. The eyes can process about 36,000 bits of information each hour. Your eye will focus on about 50 things per second. Think about that. The eyes are literally the window to our soul. They are a part of our brain, and it is the primary way we interact with the world. They also reveal a ton of health information about us, and companies, as well as research facilities, are beginning to know it. Biometric technology is rapidly advancing, with a focus on facial recognition and iris scanning. According to a recent study by the National Institute of Standards and Technology, the accuracy of facial recognition algorithms has improved significantly in recent years, with the best algorithms now achieving error rates below 0.001%, and an algorithm being developed by Google is really set on proving that your eyes are really the window to your soul. A deep learning model based on the retinal images of nearly 285,000 people can predict risk factors such as age, gender, blood pressure, and smoking status, some of the big predictors of heart diseases. Imagine being able to spot health conditions just by looking at retinal images. That's insane. That's what AI is bringing to the table. And it can speed up the diagnosis process like never before. But as with any AI model, it needs a lot of data to learn from. And that's where things start to get tricky. Enter RETF Found, 
a game-changing foundation model for retinal images. It learns from a whopping 1.6 million unlabeled images using self-supervised learning, which means it doesn't need as much human input to get the job done. This makes it super adaptable and efficient when it comes to detecting eye disease and even predicting complex systemic disorders like heart failure and myocardial infraction. And now that more than 400,000 Apple Vision Pros will be manufactured, and the rise of augmented reality headsets begin to spike, imagine how much data will be accessible for this kind of good research to be done. And all of this is great if its concern is mainly to focus on health issues and improve them. But let us remember that biometric data is particularly sensitive because it is unique to each individual and cannot be changed if compromised. A 2024 report by the Electronic Frontier Foundation highlighted the risks of biometric data breach, citing examples of large-scale leaks of biometric data from government databases. In other words, you give a company your biometric data and then it gets into the wrong hands, leaked to God knows where. But again, is all of this data, as mentioned before, being sent to the good people, fighting the good fight? Not so much. In fact, it often only goes to people trying to sell you more things, and it is usually handled by a middleman. You'd never want handling your health data. Carissa Beliz, author of Privacy is Power and a guest in the show, writes that the people who handle this kind of data are called data brokers. In her words, these people are, quote, traders in personal data that can acquire medical data from pharmacies, hospitals, doctor's offices, health apps, and internet searches, among other sources. Now add to the equation the Apple Vision Pro and other headset. Your medical details could also end up in the hands of researchers, insurance companies, or prospective employers. And it gets worse. According to Carissa, we are never told who will own our data or how will it be used after it's collected. In Privacy is Power, Carissa argues that the data brokers usually don't care who gets the data. Instead, they care how much they can offer for it. Essentially, your eyes are sold to the highest bidder, not the ones fighting the good fight, but instead those who have the deepest pockets. But why is all of this data harvested at the first place? And the answer is pretty disappointing. It's just to sell you more stuff. Shocking, right? You might say, well, if the data is anonymized, I don't really care if my health insurance gets it, since they will never know who I am. But according to Carissa, creating anonymized data is tricky and not as lucrative for data brokers. Carissa writes, quote, data brokers are misleading the public when they claim they anonymize data. They trade in personal data. They collect all kinds of extremely sensitive information. They package it. They sell it to banks, insurers, retailers, telecoms, media companies, governments, and occasionally criminals. These companies sell information about how much money you make, whether you are pregnant or divorced or just trying to lose weight. They have also been known to sell lists of rape victims, AIDS patients, and other problematic categories. I know, this is getting intense, but it's about to get way more intense. Carissa writes that data brokers have never been a positive force in society and that she has never heard a good argument to keep them playing this game. In fact, she writes about this extremely concerning story. Quote, data brokers are the scavengers of the digital landscape. They leave off the data trails we leave behind, sell them to the highest bidder, and very rarely have any regard for the people whose data they are profiting from. 20 years ago, Amy Boyer was murdered by her stalker after he purchased her personal information and location data from DocuSearch, 
a data broker that credibly still exists. On their website, they claim to be, quote, online and trusted for over 20 years, end quote. What is mind-blowing is that the majority of Americans, 58%, are open to sharing sensitive personal data, such as biometric, location, or medical information, with third parties just for the sake of obtaining services or benefits according to a research survey by the Center for Data Innovation. And we still don't really comprehend what can be achieved with all of this information besides selling ads to us. It can drastically change people's lives, usually for the worse, especially if a government with bad intentions gets a hold of this data. A 2024 study by the American Civil Liberties Union, ACLU, found that facial recognition systems used by law enforcement agencies disproportionately misidentify people of color, leading to potential civil rights violations. So, where should we draw the line in the sand? How much data is enough data for these companies to extract from us? How do we guarantee Apple protects our data when the terms and conditions of all these tech companies change by the hour and none of us are experts in law, so we don't know what they really mean? But it wouldn't even matter if we know what they meant because, again, these change by the hour. What's concerning is that only a third of Americans, that is 33%, expressed unwillingness to share any of this sensitive information with mobile apps, even when it could simplify account access or provide free navigational assistance. The worst part of it all is that none of us are aware of these things when we buy these products. When we get Alexa to listen to every conversation we hold within the sacred and safe space that is our home, or when we buy a smart TV that automatically connects to more than 700 distinct internet addresses just after 15 minutes of use, or when our car insurance asks us to download an app to get a discount for being a safe driver. But the trade-off is that they will track precisely every waking movement that we do. I know, we just want to buy the gadget and forget about all of this happening because knowing this is just too uncomfortable. It is too overwhelming. But the truth should be overwhelming. These companies are selling us half-truths at the most, and we must demand the complete story. We must demand that they tell us who gets our information, where does it go, and if we consent today using it and selling it to other companies, or even training their AI systems with our data, effectively building clones of us. As consumers, it is vital that we remain vigilant and demand transparency from the companies that hold this information. This is where the story gets a bit more positive, I promise. There is growing concern among the public about the privacy implications of biometric data collection. That's the good news. A 2023 survey by the Pew Research Center found that 68% of Americans are concerned about the way their personal data is collected and used by companies and the government. In other words, the public is becoming more and more aware of privacy implications of biometric technology. A 2024 poll by the Center of Data Innovation found that 72% of Americans believe these tech companies should be required to obtain consent before collecting biometric data. And what continues to blow my mind, and I don't really have the right words to express it, is how we created all of this army, all of this infrastructure, and all of this technology to harvest our data and sell it for ads to sell us more stuff. It just blows my mind that this system that we have created runs through productizing our information and just the power of data. It's mind-blowing how everything runs through the veins of harvesting data. And what is the solution to all of this? I don't really know. 
I don't think the solution is to stop consuming these products. I don't think the solution is to keep buying these products and not knowing the consequences of it. I think the real solution is for us to be informed about how all of our data is being used because we sometimes think that this is just a one-way street, meaning that they just sell us a product, they sell us the Apple Vision Pro, and that's the end of the line, that's the end of the transaction. But all of the analytics, all of the data that they continue to retrieve from us is being handled in some way and being sold elsewhere. And within the typical 100-page long terms and conditions that we all sign and don't really read, they vaguely state what they're doing with this data. They don't really tell us. And it's not even in our scope when we buy this stuff. And here I have a real question for you. Would you, if knowing that data brokers, middlemen, are managing all of your health data, would you be willing to sell it to the highest bidder? Not to the most important research facility there is to end all diseases by knowing what's beneath, what our eyes tell us about our health. Not to the institutions trying to fight the good fight, but the ones with the deep pockets. Would you be willing to take that trade-off? And I would say, maybe not. But here, the key is to be informed. I think that's the real solution. To understand what is happening behind the scenes when we buy any given product. Why is it that there is this Trojan horse strategy saying that the real value here is just in our pockets, meaning when we just buy these products. But the real value, the deep value, lies in how they harvest all of this biometric data. All of this data that comes from us, our genetic data, our retinas, our fingerprints, our face ID. Literally, all of this information that makes us us. So shouldn't we have a better understanding of how it's being used? Shouldn't we have a deeper say when it comes to this data? I'm not a fan of being paid for data. I don't really care about money in that sense. I don't care about the monetization side of things. What I do care is that we must have ownership in this extremely important topic. As we wrap up this episode, it's clear that the world of biometric technology is both exciting and fraught with potential dangers. While we can't predict the future with certainty, it is important that we stay informed and engaged in the ongoing conversation about privacy security in the digital age. So, the next time you're tempted to unlock your phone with a quick glance or a touch of your finger, I'm sorry, but you will now remember that the eyes of the world are watching. With that... This episode comes to an end. I hope that we'll continue to dive deeper into this fascinating topic, protecting our privacy, discussing why it matters, and continue to unfold the conversation of the world of technology and how it impacts our daily lives. As always, I ask you to stay curious, stay informed, and I thank you for watching. Take care.